Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. So glad you're here at the windowsill with me today. And if it's your first time, welcome. You have found a place that's super safe and full of a lot of conversations that just, you know, are here to make you feel curious and comfortable and heard and seen. Today, I'm so excited to talk to my friend, Anna. Anna Huff is a former teacher and blogger turned entrepreneur. As a business empowerment coach, Anna works to empower women across the country to pursue their passions and live in authentic alignment with who they were divinely designed to be. I think that sounds fantastic. Determined to make a difference, but burnt out and struggling to find alignment herself, Anna played small, thinking that if she just did more, worked harder, learned more and achieved more, she would find what she was looking for. Does that ring a bell? Anyone? What Anna discovered was that nothing she could ever do, earn, or say would make her any more worthy of becoming who she was divinely designed to be. That, in fact, it wasn't about becoming anything at all, but rather unbecoming. I love that. Peeling back those layers, right? You have to unbecome to be able to become. And this is how Anna developed her coaching philosophy of unbecoming the work of peeling back those layers of who you have had to be in order to reveal who you are divinely designed to be. So I can't wait for you to hear our conversation because we do just that. And here's Anna. So thanks for being here, Anna. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm glad, you know, I have had a lot of feedback from people saying they so appreciate these episodes that, I mean, we're all creative and you're highly creative, but but the, the episodes where we chat about the human things that we're all facing, you know, how to move ourselves forward, how to get unstuck, what to focus on, you know, things like that. And I think you're the perfect person to chat with about. <laughs> about. It's really my favorite thing to talk about. I like finally realized, oh, like if I, I was like, if I could just get paid to like talk about this stuff all the time, like these conversations, like fill me up so much because I know how powerful they are. And then it was like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, it's been interesting to watch your process because you you've gone from sort of helping with specific 
things that we we know we need these days. Like, well, first of all, you are a fantastic blogger. I can tell you have an eye for design. That's incredible. <laughs> and you, Pinterest was a real passion for you, has been, and you you guided people through that. But I love how now it's I kind of all coming together. And I think that seems yes. like the, you, the path was leading you there all along just to be in the authentic alignment. And, and it, so it's just perfect. So tell me more kind of about yeah. where you are with things. Well, okay. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> Cause I could go back, like go back. Cause I think that's the interesting part. It's like, it's the crazy paths we're on. You might know some of this too. So, I mean, some of this might just be repeated for you, but, um, you know, before I got into this whole thing, I was a teacher. And when I was teaching was when I really kind of realized that like, I needed something else outside of like teaching and being a mom. That was my identity to like be my creative outlet, like my expression. And it's funny because I feel like people always think, well, teachers are so creative, but I think maybe more now it's more normalized that like teaching is a really stressful job. So like, you really do have to find something that's outside of that. I talked about blogging for years and, um, you know, I'd even had my own little like family blog or whatever. And I was like, no, I want to have a real blog. And my friends were like, okay, girl, we'll just do it. Like quit talking about it and just do it. And I was like, okay, fine. I will. (laughs) And then I did. And it kind of took off and it sort of became this thing. And it was so fun and exciting. And it opened up so many doors for me. Like I, I credit that to why I'm here today. Like it Mm. may not seem like it's related in the fact that like, okay, well she was a blogger and now she's, you know, coaching and she's doing all this other stuff, but it really is because it was, it was honestly that first step that allowed me to see what was possible for myself. And it like proved, I would like proving it to myself that like I could do anything that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and it was just a really like exciting, you know, step that I took. So I was doing that. And then of course, in March of 2020, the pandemic hit and I was teaching and I was really burnt out from teaching. And when the pandemic happened, I was like, all right, well, it's kind of like now or never. I feel like so many of us had those moments where we were like, okay, like when are you ever going to get another opportunity when the world shuts down and pauses and it like really made me reevaluate like everything that I'd been saying I wanted and, you know, made me put my money where my mouth was. Right. And like actually take action because if not now, when, and, um, so I did, and I dove into entrepreneurship, which was kind of when you and I connected and I was doing social media and then I was doing Pinterest and then I was doing blogging and, all of those things sort of led me to this place here where I really just found that, again, I was having these conversations about like knowing your worth and like pursuing your passion and, um, you know, letting go of like the fear or letting go of like what other people think of you. And those were the conversations that I really wanted to be having, but, um, I was still dealing with some of my own fears, right. Right. Of like, "Mm, are people just going to think that I have my head in the clouds? Well, you know, reality check. I do kind of sometimes always have my head in the clouds and that's okay because that's that is not a bad to place to be. <laughs> right. That there, we need people, the world needs people like us that have our head in the clouds mm-hmm. in order to be able to dream up things that don't exist yet. Right. And then there's people who are the doers and the, and the makers and the, you know, whatever. Um, and so it was really just this, the whole journey itself, like every step of the journey, every facet of the journey was like, something that I had to go through in order to 
unveil a piece of myself that I either knew I wanted to keep or I didn't want to keep. Right. And so I had to do that in order to figure it out. And so like, you know, you mastermind girls got to watch me basically go, okay, well, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up for the next three years. And here I am in this like business mastermind with like these amazingly talented women. Right. And I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And every time I think that I like had it, I had it just a little bit closer to what I wanted. Right. Like I was just that much closer and that's what it took. I just think the evolution is, well, it's lifelong and what we want to be. I think my mom and dad, you know, at, in their eighties are like, well, what do we want to do next? You know, like, what do we want to do to, and, and I, I just think if you kind of give yourself the permission and grace to reinvent and, and look at everything closely, I mean, you know, it could yeah. get, it could get tricky. That could be, that could be a relationship that could be where you live. That could be the job you're in, but look at it. And we were given a kind of a crazy grace period where, no one, if, if you told someone that the whole world would shut down in that way, that would, no one would ever believe it, but it did. And, and we had a, a minute or seven to kind of rethink it. And, and it was, you know, since I've met you, I love your passion about what you're doing. And, and I feel like it all adds up to the coaching and, and the kind of understanding about yourself and others that you're coming to. And, and I do think, I don't know, based on teaching, your, your kind of mind is aligned to deconstruct and construct things, I would think. I always really admire someone with a teaching mind because I don't have it and I wish I did. What I found is that, and it goes back to like knowing your worth is like every like thing that I like learn, I get to turn around and then like share that with other people. And it really gets to be like that easy for me because that's part, that's my calling that's my purpose and so even in my pivots that I've had like that gets to be a part of the story that I tell and the lessons that I can share with other people about like you know this is what I experienced and this is how I grew and you know I'm sharing this with you because it could potentially help you see something that you need for yourself yeah yeah and so it's that like that piece of like the authenticity that like, I just get to just be like, I don't have to be anything else other than just like Anna. (laughs) Which is so great. And that, and, you know, I think you find your people in that way when you can most be yourself and, and we're all a little bit afraid of that. And you mentioned that just, just kind of, oh my gosh, kind of looking over our shoulder. Should I be doing this or should I, should somebody else, am I worthy of claiming this space, artist, entrepreneur, coach, you know, knowledgeable about pick a subject. Yes, we are. We're all valued, valuable and worthy of that. And I think um, it sounds to me like the path you've been on just has helped. You know, you had to see one thing at a time, I feel like yeah. to get, to get to where you are, which yeah, I love. And I, now um, I was just talking with someone the other day and we were talking about like filling up this like being big and like filling up the space in which you occupy. Right. And for so long, you know, my story was that I, I couldn't be big and I had to be small Mm. and I had to be safe and I had to be like, you know, unright, you know, like I had to be like just in the background and, and all of these things. But what I've come to know now is that like the world actually needs me to occupy the space that I've been given like divinely from the universe, from God, from source, whatever it is like, 
I, that's my like purpose. I have to fill Mm -hmm. that space or I'm actually, it's not necessarily even just about me and the life that I live. It's about, you know, how my life can impact other people. Yeah. And how, I mean, how do we, we get to that place where we can start to admit it? Like, what are some, what are some tips if you're stuck with like, oh, I, I don't know if I could ever do that or I'm trying, but it's not working or I'm yeah. stuck on this one thing. It's so interesting because in my, you know, journey into becoming a life coach, which is a part of my coaching that I do, um, I've learned a lot about how our thoughts and our feelings are really intertwined and um, whatever we do or don't do, it's because we want to feel a certain way, or we don't want to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. So when people are stuck, it's typically because they're avoiding feeling a certain way, or they all in their stuckness, they feel a certain comfort, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's the either the avoidance or just the comfort of where they're at that like keeps them there. Yeah. And it's so perplexing, because we've just, it's so crazy. We've just never been taught how to observe our own thoughts Mm -hmm. and to really just do that without judgment. And so the first, you know, kind of the first step, if you will, is to just get really curious and really observe it about the things that you are thinking. And if you are stuck getting curious about what, okay, so what does this feel like? And what am I maybe trying to avoid feeling? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that like radical self, like it's honesty with yourself Mm -hmm. of like, okay. And I'm not going to judge myself. I'm just going to like be here in this place and just think about, um, you know, what is, what is going on before we can do any work or become who we want to be. It begins with that awareness of our thoughts and, um, doing it without judgment. Mm, And I love that you said it's about getting curious too. So doing it without judgment is not always easy for me. (laughs) And I, I don't know, that's humanness thrown in and it's, and it's conditioning and, you know, your past and whatever. But I think if you, I think that's such a common thing. I'll, I'll talk to people and and they'll say, oh, I don't want to put my art out there. I don't want to um, you know, show up in this way because I'm comparing myself or, you know, all, all the things that we know about. But I, I think it's so, I, I see a lot of, I, I feel like it's getting healthier. I feel like there's more accept, more broad acceptance of so many things. Granted, you know, that comes with, I mean, that's a sweeping statement that is way too sweeping, <laughs> but, but, um, you, you know, that's a, there's many, many conversations to be had in there, but, you know, I feel like if we can find a way to do that, working with a coach or, you know, getting, um, a community around you or a peer group around you, like you and I did, we met in a mastermind that started really at the very beginning of COVID and not, I don't know about you, but I didn't really plan on being there in the first place. It was just like, Hey, I need to do something. This yeah. wonderful person, Nicole is, is, is showing up online in a way that I want to find out. And then, um, she, I said, Oh, you know, are you doing any one-on-ones? And she encouraged me to be part of this group where you and several under other wonderful, um, women were. And, we got to watch each other, you know, it was on a long enough time that we 
we knew each other well, we, we felt safe with each other. We felt like we could be honest with ourselves out loud and, oh my gosh, the growth in that, just having that tight community of, of caring and compassionate, but not necessarily similar people was just so rewarding. So, you know, how does one, how does one do that? How does one, you know, move themselves forward? Well, I don't think that it's the same for everybody, but I think that surrounding yourself, I mean, you kind of said it like surrounding yourself with people. The idea is that like, you know, we can only see what we can only see like from our own perspective. Right. So we need to have people in our, in our lives and around us who can help to shine the light on or um, reveal some of those blind spots or hold a mirror up for us. So we can see like the parts that are keeping us stuck, the thoughts that are keeping us stuck when we can't even see it. Right. Because that was honestly one of the first things that happened for me within that um, mastermind was like, you know, really being able to number one, trust, you know, this group of women that was together and knowing that I, you know, could say whatever and and it wouldn't necessarily mean anything. Right. And then the other piece of it was hearing some of the different blind spots that I had about myself. And those were things I would not have been able to see on my own. Right. The mirror gets shined back and kindly and, and you can, you have those opportunities or sometimes when you're just sharing with someone and they, sometimes it's saying it out loud, first of all, which is claiming that space. I feel like, Oh, I love that when that works that way, or someone just echoing back, like, here's what I heard you say. And I, I feel like you have all these capabilities or you should just try this thing. Or I love this thing that you do, uh, you know, whatever that is. And or when you're spiraling and you're going like, well, here's this and there's this and there's this, because there's so many things with entrepreneurship that like, you know, you can get distracted by, I call them distractions all the time. And, you know, you're going, but what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And like, you just need someone to like, hold up a hand and say, whoa, 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 like pull your jets. Yeah. You're way overcomplicating this and you are spiraling. Let's take it back to the first, like to square one. And let's just state the truth. Like, you are enough or you are worthy or you are so talented or you're amazing. Look at what everything you've done and, you know, kind of like help you reel that in. I agree. Oh my gosh. And I, I do see that. And I know we, we both have seen that where (laughs) you can talk about something till you're, you know, 90, but are you doing it? It's just like you said, you, you decided to shift and make that shift and, and see where it led you. Um, you know, this podcast is over two years old now, and it was during that time that I decided to do it. And now there's, you know, over a hundred episodes in there and conversations that hopefully mean something. And, you know, there's just pick a thing, you know, if you, if you're trying to drink water every day, start today, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's, right. and do it again tomorrow. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just interesting. Cause there's those, there's those things that we do because we have to like get our kids off to school or, you know, I don't know, go to the dentist, whatever it is, but it's those things that we don't often allow ourselves to do that are really going to make a difference for us. That are the things we should say yes to. Yeah. You know? Mm. Well, and I think I love what you said about just doing it because this is what I mean. I mean, I'm still learning this too right now with different things, but it's, um, 
it's the idea of being okay with failing and knowing that like the only way that you are going to get to where you want to be is by trying and failing. Like you are not going to figure it out. Like I used to want to know the how so bad whenever I hear a coach or, um, you know, a mentor or somebody tell me something and what I've learned in the last, probably, I don't know, six months to a year is that like the how is in the doing, the how Mm. is in the trying and failing and trying and failing. We are so afraid of failing, like so afraid of failing that we just don't do it. And so that's what keeps a lot of people stuck too, Mm. is, you know, when we're talking about the idea of being stuck, like we're afraid of the failure, but like, what are we really afraid of? Are we really afraid of failing? Like if you really kind of shine the light on it, it's like, okay, well, it's not really that scary. It's just the idea of it. Right. Cause if you, if there's something you really want to do, you do it. I mean, there's, there's whatever that thing is. And maybe, maybe there's a low barrier to entry or something, but, and I, and I've heard it like, you know, if you say you want to lose 50 pounds, lose three, you know, like break it up in chunks or say you want to you know, travel around the world, start by going to 50 miles, you know, whatever that thing is. But so, so all or nothing, like I am so guilty of that. And, um, it's sort of like taking it and looking at it like a ladder and saying, okay, well, I can't reach for the top of the ladder from the bottom because that's such a far grasp. Like it is going to feel yeah. really impossible, but you yeah. can reach for, like the next best thing. Like what's the next best step. Yeah. I think it's about, um, sometimes like we were saying, getting stuck and, 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 uh, anyway, well, there's so much, there's so much to it. Tell me about, you talk a lot about, um, living an authentic alignment and we've kind of been talking around that, but what would, what advice would you give someone that's trying to be aligned with their goals and their purpose or their dreams? What are some of the ways that you get there? And I know that, um, I feel that your own path has mirrored this because you've, from what I've seen, you know, when we were working more closely together, you know, you, you chunked things out. It's like, I'm going to look at this thing that I love to do. And I'm going to look at this thing to do. And I felt like you were really starting to align. And now it's led you to a much bigger picture of your yourself and how you help others. So that was a big question, but authentic alignment. And what do you think that looks like? And how are you helping people get there? So what I, when I think back on like what my journey has looked like and why it's looked the way that it's looked, um, it comes back to following what excites me and lights me up and like fuels my passion. So I've just allowed myself to kind of listen to that and follow it. And, um, you know, the excitement piece is like such a big part of, you know, just my design, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, but following that passion has been a, you know, that's really kind of been the thing I it's like, it sounds so simple, but it really has been like, it's like, okay, well I want to do this. And then, and then I kind of go, well, I actually don't want to do this. So then it's like, okay, well, what do I want to do instead? And so then it's like, oh, well, let me try this. Like, this feels better. This feels closer to what I want. And this feels closer to what I want until finally you sort of get to this place where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think this is it. Now I will say it's not necessarily quite that simple (laughs) that coupled with a lot of inner work. Yeah. And like, it started with being, you know, being, um, 
connected with a coach Mm -hmm. and then being in a mastermind Mm -hmm. and having those opportunities to have those conversations. And then it got to a point where I realized like, okay, I can't avoid doing the inner work anymore. Like it really is the thing that I now have to focus on in order to get to where I am supposed to be. And so the inner work is what allowed me to really discover my true purpose and my true, you know, like worth and be able to step into that authentic alignment and trust myself with it. Yeah. I love that. And I, I would think for anybody listening, it's just like, well, how, again, we, and we talked about this, I'm circling around, but I feel like we're just giving you permission, hopefully listener to say, okay, something about this is, is I'm shifting and I'm feeling like they're talking about me and to me, you know? So, so it's finding, it's finding that person in that group and that thing. So tell us a little bit about the framework that you've come up with the unbecoming framework, which I absolutely love the name of that's, it just feels so safe. And, and like, there's so much potential in that word. There's so many things that are in our world that tell us that we have to do more, be more, try this thing, be on this platform, post on social media, post on, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it all comes back to the programming of like, who have we had to become so that we can like, feel like we're enough. Right. Mm, Yeah. And the unbecoming has been my journey. And so that's where it came from. It, it came out of, you know, the last probably three years as a whole of my entrepreneurial journey. Um, and it came out of my sitting down and really just reflecting on like, okay, where, where have I been? What has gotten me to this place where I feel as if I am truly living in that like authentic alignment with like my highest purpose and becoming my highest self. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and <laughs> it's really, it's so, I feel so passionate about it just because I feel like it came through me, but like, I don't know, it was like so divine, I feel like, but, um, it, the first kind of step. So there's three phases of the unbecoming that I've discovered so far. I don't want to call it finished because I don't know right. yet. I'm Good. Still on the journey. Good. Um, but the three phases are, um, self-awareness. So just the, well, I'll come back and kind of explain each one. Okay, so self-awareness, good. self-acceptance. And then the third one is radical self-trust. I love that. Oh my gosh. Who doesn't want those three things? Right. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to read you what I wrote when I like put this together. Okay. I love that. Because when I wrote it, it was like, I look back on it now. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you, God. Like that was yeah. great. Um, okay. So the, um, self-awareness. So this is the work that we do to begin to really see ourselves for who we were called to be. As we go through life, we're programmed to fit societal expectations that in a lot of ways desensitize us to the truth of who we are. When you know your true identity, you will realize that you are one with the universe. Mm. So then it, that kind of leads into this 
self-acceptance. And so this is the part of the process where we go beyond just being aware of who we were made to be. And we begin this journey of truly accepting and embracing even the shadow sides of ourselves, the deepest, darkest parts of all of us. Mm, Yeah. And that shadow work is like hard. It's so hard, but it's so powerful and freeing um, when you can experience it. So then um, the final piece that I've discovered so far is radical self-trust. And in this phase of our journey, we begin the work that goes beyond self-love and we dive into some of the hardest work yet that is developing radical self-trust. The Mm -hmm. self-trust allows us to stand tall in our truth, despite what our external circumstances may contain. Yeah. There's a lot to that because you have to look at all the things that you believe, right? Because of whatever factors are weighing in and say, and stand in your truth. And, and so, yeah, those are some big things that might need to happen. You know, I, I love that you said shadow work and, and it's hard. And, and back to what we were talking about earlier, sometimes we can't do something because, um, or we don't do something because it feels hard, but if you can do some of that work as to why it feels hard and then realize, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's this old conversation I have or whatever. Um, And then beyond self-love diving into trust. Like if you can trust, you have to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself to be able to put yourself out there in the ways you want to. And and sometimes you just have to trust your bravery. I mean, it, you know, you call it what it is, call it whatever it, whatever works to make it happen. Right. So it's like, I'm going to trust my bravery. I'm going to trust the gut feeling in my gut right now. I'm going to trust, you know, that it's sunny. So it feels like a good day to do this, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. And it's the knowing that no matter what happens, whenever I t- make a decision and, and step out in self-trust, that whatever happens doesn't mean anything about me, that it doesn't detract from my worth or my value or my enoughness that like, it just does it. Right. So that self-trust is really kind of like sitting, like locking into like just that, that connection with your worth. Yeah. Oh, mm, I love it. You know, I just feel like the more we talk about this with it anytime, anywhere, it's, it just gives permission, you know, it just gives permission to try. And, and I hope that people are feeling that, you know, it's, I just really appreciate saying these things out loud. Well, and it's interesting because I've written this down and I say, okay, I don't know if it's done. Right. But I do know for, for sure this, I have had to go back to each, each piece of this a couple different times. And I'll probably still have to go back to it because you know, there's, there's parts of myself that I'm still becoming aware of. Then there's, you know, pieces of me that I still have to accept in different ways. And until I learn that lesson, I'm going to be continuing to be given the opportunity to learn the lesson. Right. Yeah. And I think if we have the tools, I feel like the focus changes. So your kids get to be a certain age or you change jobs or you become a certain age, you know, and it's like, okay, my focus is shifting. So I'm, I'm going to go back and remember that those things are important. What would, what would you tell someone right now who's feeling stuck in maybe stuck in moving forward, stuck in what, whatever place that might be? I think I would first tell you to be gracious with yourself 
because we are really judgmental of ourselves, especially when we're feeling stuck. Yeah. Because we judge ourselves a lot, put ourselves, you know, blame ourselves for like, well, if I wouldn't have just blah, 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 I wouldn't be here. And so I think the first, and you know, when we start thinking about like our thoughts and becoming aware of our thoughts, it's sort of that same idea of like, become aware of them, but like, try not to judge them, try to just be curious about them. So Mm -hmm. I would say, try not to judge yourself, begin to get curious about what's keeping you stuck, start to think about the, what are you avoiding? What feeling are you avoiding? And then look at where you want to be, right? Where do you want to be? And if it feels impossible for you, then that's why there's, you know, there's so many resources um, that are available, like masterminds and groups and coaches and whatever. And you just have to find the, the one that's going to, you know, be the right fit for you. Um, but being willing to get really honest with yourself is going to be, you know, non, no coach is going to give you an answer that you don't already have. They're going to just hold up a mirror for you to help see what's already within you. And so, um, you know, you're feeling stuck, but just know that you have everything it takes Mm. to get unstuck um, and you don't need anything. You can choose to want to have a coach or want to have a community. And those things are really amazing, but you already have everything that you need. Mm. There you go. That's the home run. I love that. What are some of the things that you are offering now? What have you come to in your work? Yeah. Um, so I'm keeping it really simple right now. I'm doing one-on-one coaching, but I also have some other ways and, you know, easier ways or less, um, high risk, I guess you could say, or investment wise, like that you can maybe try it out and see if it's a good fit. Um, because finding a coach is like a big deal, you know, like finding someone that you really connect and trust and, you know, feel like they are supposed to be the person that's guiding you it's not a light decision to be made. And so, um, I also offer, you know, just some, well, I offer free, a free coaching call. I guess I should tell you that. Um, and that's really kind of the first way. So if you want to take me up on a free coaching call, I would love to do it. It's an hour long where we get to just mm. basically coach the whole time. And it's really cool because it just speaks for itself. Um, you know, I stopped doing like when I was doing like social media and Pinterest and all that stuff, I was doing, you know, sales calls or whatever. And right. I always just felt so like inauthentic to me because I'm just Mm. like, I just, that's just not me. Like, I just don't. The thing that I love about these free coaching calls is like, I get to just do what I do. Right. And you just get to experience it. And if you feel called to continue to do that work with me, then we do that. We move forward and we do that. Um, and so I would say, forget everything I just said, like, just focus on the free call. Okay. Like (laughs) if you want to experience what it's like, or you want to connect with me, or you resonated with anything that I've said, um, I, I would love to do that. It's really generous. That's an hour. That's, that's really great. But I feel like too, when there's the only commitment you've made is picking up well, I say picking up the phone, that's old fashioned. It's writing an email or being in touch or whatever that thing is. Sometimes it's that, that motion of like, I'm going to do this for myself because it feels important. And I felt a connection that bang, the doors start to open, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I won't say that that, like, it's yeah. Like an hour of time is, you know, it is a commitment, but like 
I get so much out of it too. Like uh, truly those conversations are like what freaking lights me up. Like I get so excited and those calls can be so powerful. Um, you know, like you're like in tears or like whatever, you know, it's like, for me, it's so moving, but then at the same time, I get to continue to practice and hone my craft as a coach. And so it's like a win-win, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you have a couple of other things that you're, that are on your website too, that you're offering. Um, yeah. So none of that is up to date because (laughs) as I live and breathe and authentically, and I tell people like, listen, your website doesn't have to necessarily match what's going on. I love that. Um, That's perfect. Yes. Do it messy. It's fine. Like I can, you know, you can still show up and be who you are and it doesn't have to look perfect. And so, yeah, so I had been doing some different things and just sort of like taking my own time to like move into this like next phase of what I'm offering and and, um, what I get to do. You know what? The thing I love about that too, is that because I have seen your genius in these other areas, like your blog was very successful. We kind of brushed over that, but it was very successful. A lot of readership. The work that you were doing on these other areas was very, you know, absolutely would move people forward. So I love that. I think this in itself is, is such a good point because you've said, you know, I love all those things, but it's led me to what I really want to focus on the most, which is helping people move themselves forward. Yeah. And all of those things, it's so funny. Cause I've, I've said before, like, don't put me in a box. Like I hate putting the label on myself that like I'm a life coach. Cause then it's like, well, then does that mean like, I can't, you know, offer support with like all of those other, you know, blogging or Pinterest or social media or like any of that stuff or creatively, like with, you know, decorating, even decorating, right? Like mm-hmm. I still love all of those things and I can still be all of those things. It's just, um, they all fall under this idea of like helping people become their best selves. Right. And so it's, um, I love getting to work with entrepreneurs too, because I get to help them with some of these more like practical pieces, but it always ends up going deeper. Like we focus on the prep, we start to like tap into those, like, well, my content or I can't post or I don't know, whatever. And usually it's so much more than just that. (laughs) Um, and so it's really fun to kind of get to like, do some of that, like groundwork to help people build them up. I love that. And it makes so much sense. I mean, we are all so much as some of our parts and we're interested in a lot of things and it's okay. And, and I think you're so right. Sometimes just, well, I would say too, for you is having all these other skills led you to you. It was just steps to be like, okay, well, I know it's, it's kind of like we said, lose three pounds before you lose 50, like try do offer these things as you're getting to the, to the real passion, you know? Yeah. I love that. But none of that's wrong or none of it. No. It's, it's great. All just a part of it. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that a lot of your listeners can relate to that a little bit because I think as a creative person, that like is a common thing that we're just like multi-passionate and we like to like have our hands on different things. And like, while the world tells us like, no, you have to have a career and you have to do this thing for whatever years and blah, blah, blah. This is how you're successful. And I'm like, I call bullshit. I know. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> nope. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I've, I've had multiple coaches and it's, 
it's not therapy, but it is therapy, but it's practical, but it, and it's because it's one of those things where you're, you're a good listener. You're a good coach, I think is a good listener and a good question asker. Um, but they've lived it as well, you know? So what do you, what do you think is important? Like what were the things you were looking for in coaches yourself and what's kind of a misunderstanding about working with someone in a coaching way? Um, one of the, the, like, I think the single most thing that you can hire a coach or look for in a coach and what I looked for with in mine was like being able to really just connect with them on a personal level. And like, there's a sense of knowing that like, you just know that that's like the person that you're supposed to work with. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's what it's been for me. And like when their stuff like speaks to you, that's kind of it. I felt like when Nicole was my coach for so long, it was like, okay, like, uh, she's talking right to me. So I guess this is the person for me. Um, and my coach now, like, it's like, I'm learning so many things so fast. I'm like a sponge, just like soaking Mm. all of it up. And so when someone is that for you, then that's a pretty good indication. When you asked about like, what is a myth about coaches? So I wanted to say about like therapy and coaching. So the kind of the main difference is like therapy usually has you like going back to your past and like, you know, some of those like stories or moments or experiences or memories or whatever, but coaching really kind of generally is more focused on where you want to be. Now, a lot of times what ends up happening is we have to, we, we go, okay, where do you want to be? What's keeping you stuck? Right. And then a lot of times what's keeping you stuck are old narratives or Mm -hmm. old stories, um, things that we've written for ourselves and we have on replay. And so that's usually where we have to kind of step back and go, okay, yes, this is what happened. But the truth is blank coaching sometimes gets a little bit of a negative connotation Mm. because everybody and their brother wants to call themselves a coach. And I, at one time probably would have agreed with you just because it's like, Oh my gosh, like everybody wants to be a coach. Like, what is this? Everybody wants to get on the bandwagon. Mm. What I've seen in the last six months or so has been the really, the deep need Mm -hmm. that the world has for people like coaches to help um, people discover their true potential and, and really get to where they want to be. And there's so many, like, I don't even know how many people are on the earth. Like there's so many people, like there will never be enough coaches to heal the world. Right. Or to help people see what their own worth. Right. Right. Um, and so I, I would say the myth there is that like, there's too many or it's oversaturated. Like I would absolutely disagree. I would say that we need good coaches. And I think it's like you said, it's who you connect with and, 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 and in different times in your path, along your path in your life, you know, I love that. Different things at different times. And one thing I have always loved about you is you, you know, we only, well, we all have met in person once except Natalie. Yes. I still haven't met Natalie for God's oh, sake. Natalie. I know. But, um, but for so long, we did a lot of deep work just showing up on screen and you are just always positive. You're always bringing it. I feel like you're, you are such a person who is like, yep, I'm just going to figure this out. We're just going to do it. We're moving forward. Here's what I discovered today. It, it, you just come with sunshine and possibility. And I don't mean that in a, in a 
you know, it, I mean that in a really, like, that's <laughs> who I want to hang out with kind of way. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I know. I used to kind of like think that that may be like a, a not necessarily a great thing, but I'm like, you know what? No, it's, it's for some people. It's not for other people. Right. Like right. I am who I am. <laughs> that's the whole thing about finding people to work with whatever level, or, or if we're trying to find a company to, you know, look at our art or an art agent or whatever. There are, like, like you said before, who's speaking to you? Who do you want to sit down and have a cup of coffee with? And who would you rather not? You know, those are the important things to, well, to and check it's out. Not about, it's again, not about like, I could sit here and try to like prove that like to you or to your audience that I'm like worthy enough or whatever. Like I promise me you hire me and I'll, I'll then, be the then you'd be the wrong person. <laughs> I'm like, no, like I, the cool thing about it is, is that when you realize that you literally just get to be yourself and that is enough. Yeah. It's like the most incredible thing you could ever do for yourself. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Do you, um, do you tend to work with people? You said there's a package. So what oh, do you yes. think is a good amount of time to kind of spend time with a coach to, to, so- to move yourself forward? I'm exploring that right now, but I have a three month package. So basically mm-hmm. you just commit to doing the work for three months. Um, and actually both of my packages. So I have a, I have like a one-on-one that's like really high touch every week we meet, whatever boxer access. And then I also have a, um, it's called pocket coaching. And so mm-hmm. it's a little less like high touch in the sense that like we meet once a month and then we're in boxer during the week, like coaching and, and kind of addressing different things. Pocket um, coaching, I love that. Yeah. So, um, and then that one's like a little bit of a, of like less of an investment, right? Because it's, it's almost like, okay, well, I want to dip my toes in, but I don't want to commit to like meeting with you every week or I can't, or it's not the right, whatever. Um, but like, if you're really wanting to like dive right in and you really know that you have a lot of things that we can unpack and we can, you know, you're ready to get going, then that one-on-one is really great. So right now they're both at three months. Um, yeah. I do think longer coaching packages are great. Like I've had those myself. Um, and I think like when you can commit to like doing a six month is, is really powerful because there's just so much more time to really kind of work through all the things, but, um, yeah, that's where where can people find you, my dear? Yes. Come hang out with me on Instagram. That's really kind of the main place where I'm, I'm doing the, the thing again, I'm trying to keep it real simple. Um, so the Anna Huff on Instagram mm-hmm. and come, you know, hang out with me in stories or send me a message. Tell me that you listen to Margo's podcast and I will be so excited to hear from you. Oh, I love that. Yes. It's the Anna Huff. Who's inspiring you these days? I will have to say, um, my coach that I have right now is been a huge inspiration and really just because so funny everything that I've been experiencing in my journey has been something that she's like had to go Mm. through and so it's so that's so great Mm -hmm. yeah that she gets to speak from experience and it's like it means so much more from that place yeah I love that and what's her name um her name is Susie Trigg Tucker great find her on Instagram, give her a little shout out too. She's amazing. Cool. How'd you find her? Like, what were you looking for? 
Uh, we were connected on Instagram and I, you know, just kind of silently followed her content, which yeah. I think a lot of us do. And we kind of had worked together in a few like, you know, smaller ways before I was finally like, okay, I think it's time. <laughs> yeah, That's so cool. Good for you. And you, you, in your notes, you said Beyonce too, which I love. Oh gosh. I did say that. I forgot about that. I'm like loving her vibe right now. And I know that like, that's probably so cliche, but her new album is so great. It's so powerful. It's like, I listen to it and I just feel like I'm going to go like blow some shit up. (laughs) I mean, there's somebody who has just, there's a path to watch, right? I mean, she is powerful. And I, some days that is exactly what I need to put on and remind myself that there are people that have my back, you know? pretty cool. What a great conversation. I am so glad we finally jumped on and had this conversation. Yes, me too. Oh my gosh. It's been a long time coming. Um, I feel like the perfectionist side in me was like, no, I can't talk to Margo yet. I like, haven't quite figured out like what I'm doing. And I'm so glad that like now is the moment. Cause I feel like I get, I really just get to come and like, just be, and it, I know that it'll, I know that, you know, someone is going to really resonate with it. And I just, that's why I do what I do, you know? I love it too. And I do think, isn't it interesting, the timing, because you have, I mean, you're like all, it's all coming together and who wouldn't want a piece of that? I think it's so, so cool. So thank you for just hopping on. You know, I put that question out there to this group of friends that I have and Anna was like, me, me. Hold, held her hand up right away. I was like, hey. I know. I was like, yes, I'm ready. I'm, I'm yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. And, and that's, it goes along with what we were talking about. Sometimes you just have to say yes. And your world changes. So thanks for being here with me today and just having such an awesome, real conversation. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.